Outdoor Man podcast. I'm Dan. This is the first. This is the first episode going out, and I'd just like to chat about myself and explain who I am, why I'm doing this, and uh, yeah, let's see. So, who am I? I'm. Uh, my name's Dan. I'm a gamekeeper. I'm only part-time gamekeeper now, but I've been involved with the countryside my whole entire life. I've got a huge, huge passion for the countryside and everything that's in it. I now live in Suffolk. I did work in Shropshire for a while, keepering, uh, made some mistakes, uh, done quite a bit of learning on the way, came back over to East Anglia, worked with the foxhounds for a little while, flying, flying their bird of prey, and uh, now I'm back to the gamekeeping and uh, odd jobbing. So I said I made a few mistakes when I was younger, uh, some things I'm proud of, some things I'm not proud of, uh, we all make bad life choices. Uh, nowadays, I try and be the be the best I can be and be the example. Uh, that's come from that's come actually from joining the army reserves. I I now try and pride myself on some people who will follow for the right reasons, not someone who's looked at for the wrong. Doesn't always mean that. Doesn't always mean that. Some days I'm you know no one's perfect all the time, and I'm certainly not perfect. And I, ne- I never I never show that I am. Or I never say that I am. But I do try and be the be- try. I do try and be an example. So I grew up in uh, Sandringham in Norfolk. That's where I, that's where I spent most 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 of my childhood. Actually, actually, till I was eighteen, till I moved away. So I grew up in Sandringham. Uh, my dad's gamekeeper there. He's actually he's now the he's the kennelman for for Her Majesty. And uh, I've got some very fond fond memories of East Anglia. So I used to be a member of the Wildfailers on uh, Heacham. And uh, used to aggravate just about every gamekeeper that Dad knew at weekends and whatever else to go and uh, to go and help. And actually, that was the best thing I could have done. I learned so much, so much, so such a varied education when it came to the countryside. It was it was fabulous. I love everything in the countryside, and that it all, and I, I love everything in the countryside and all that it is. <coughs> it's a it's a fabulous, fabulous uh, part of the world. Not the world, even our our existence in the countryside. You know, my my mother and stepdad live in London, and I like going down there and and seeing all the difference. But to come back um, to here to work as well, to have the privilege to work in the middle of nowhere, to see the things that I see, even the odd things that I see, you know, people where they shouldn't be, and you say, well. Excuse me, mate. This is private. What are you doing? Oh, this is, you know, this is uh, right to Rome. No, 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 right to Rome. But you know, what are you up to? Well, just walking. All right, yeah, okay. Or from that to the to the people shagging in the in the woods. Just think. Oh, right. Fair enough. So, yeah. So as I, as I mentioned, uh, my father is, a, is at Sandringham, um, but I had some big influences growing up. Dad was one of them. He pushed me away from from the shooting scene. Um, and to be honest, I didn't really get into shooting until I was early teens. The air rifle a little bit, but I didn't really, really get into it until I started doing a bit of beating and, um, and a bit of pigeon shooting. I Another big influence to me was my granddad. He's my granddad, I suppose. Uh, big wild fowler. Loved, but not just a wild fowler. He loved... Uh, just did a lot of ringing as well for the BTO, a uh, big bird watcher, big keen bird watcher, and um, I have actually spoke to him and done a recording, which you'll you'll probably get to hear, 
of his wildfire experiences and I will once once we can lock down a bit more normal I'll go talk to him about his bird ringing career I didn't want to do the two together because there's so much information there that it, I would I wouldn't by doing both together I wouldn't do what I do them both any justice but doing differently I can do them justice uh, mother half obviously and my daughter's a big influence for me doing this as I'm trying to preserve the countryside for my daughter so she can she can enjoy some of the things I've enjoyed growing up and my other half for just putting up with me really because I must be I'm, I'm I I know I'm not an easy man to live with and especially being a gamekeeper the job is not exactly simple either I'm out all hours and and whatever else especially this time of year like for instance now um, I, you know, I do two days a week with the army reserves but I've got to do my pheasants first and last so I'm in I'm up early and then going to work and I'm back out again and then we've pretty much not seen each other at the moment so she puts up with a lot a lot of my stupidity as well but my whole family you know mum and, and other people have carted me around my nan I remember um, taking me bird watching and, and the pack lunches um, but but mum you know putting herself out of a way to to get me get me to places to do things so the importance of everything that goes in the countryside is just it's just amazing everything that goes on it happens for a reason um, I, I like to say that it's like a cake recipe without without that one thing the cake will fail and I, and I certainly think that about the about the ecosystem in the countryside and each each part of the especially the British well the world really but the, the British the British countryside is, is the thing that I obviously know um, without without the importance without without the grey shooting there'd be a lot there'd be a, the moors would be a lot worse off um, from from down south um, cover crops being put in and wild bird nicks is put in and, and and with that I know I know shooting is very controversial and the aim of the game is to is to shoot pheasants and partridges or, or the grouse but the off off the offset of that the the the, the um the great side effect of that is the the, the wildlife thrives from it so you've got the, you know the wild bird mix for the for the um for the for the wild, for the for the for little birds, the seeds and and the insects, the insects thrive, the birds thrive. Um, it's just it's just such a big thing, and the same again with the hunting. I know it's very controversial, and you either you know it's very marmite, you either love it or hate it. But from the work that goes on in the during the during the season to the to the to the hounds actually hunting, there's such a such a vast amount that goes on cover laying. And all that. And without the cover lane, there'd be there'd be no there'd be no nesting place for the birds, especially especially nowadays. Everyone's clearing the gardens up to want an easy garden. The hedges are being ripped out. People have got more cats, such such things like that. And, and birds are, are struggling to struggling to get nests. And when they do get nests, obviously with the influence of likes of more more cats, predatory that sort of thing, they're they're struggling. So I I, I think that all these jobs. These jobs, if they're not there, the countryside would probably fail, and, um, and a wildlife would fail. Sorry, and uh, things would definitely suffer. So, why I'm I'm doing this podcast is because I think it's important to try and educate people on how how things work. I don't want to change people's mind. If I could change someone's mind, that's great. But I wanna I want 
to want to try and, and, and help people understand why things happen, why things why, why them, them things are going on. So hopefully there's less confusion, there's less there's less arsiness in the countryside and the places and the, the place in the world is a better is a better place. I feel now I can do this really because I'm the man who's who's always struggled with uh, being put down and belittled and now's the time for me to push forward and to try and build myself a little bit, not just a bit of a build myself a legacy. That's probably a bit, a bit big headed, but to try and, as I say, what to educate people. And 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 I've got such a, I've got a, a, such a love for the countryside that I want to do it. I've been bullied my whole, I've been bullied a good part of my life and belittled. I've told I'm sick and I can't just do something. Well, in the last few years, I've I've decided I've I've found actually I can do things and it's important to do what you want to do. Um, and actually the one thing you can't say to me is you can't do that because I'll go out my way to prove you wrong, even if it cuts my nose off spite my face. Just because it's taken me a long time, like I said, I was an army reservist, and, and to be honest, the army's got a big, has got a big uh, a big part in me doing this podcast, um, whether it re- realises it or not. It's given me the confidence to do new things and to push myself out of my comfort zone, which I never would have done. Uh, I had an accident a few years ago, um, where I lost my golden eagle, I ended up with a bit of PTSD from it. It was quite a traumatic experience, and from that, I had to go and see someone, have a bit of help, just to get my head around things, and uh, and from that it snowballed. It really has snowballed. I, I realised when I was sat in that chair, a bit of an epiphany moment that actually, do you know what? I can do things. In the last. I would say now that's that was that was about seven years ago. So the last really the last seven years, I have I have found myself being very different. Is how I describe myself. So like I said I've got my little comfort zone. I try and step out of it as much as I can. So doing this podcast is one of the ways I'm going to do that. And hopefully, I can actually talk to some people and learn learn a bit more as well. And hopefully, get to see a bit of the Brit- bit more of the British countryside. Um. On the podcast, um, you know, if there's anything that you wanna you wanna hear, or you would like 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 to say, a bit of a points of view type thing, um, or any questions, just contact me over face face Facebook or Instagram. Um, there's an email address as well, which is um, I'll just read that out now, which is not there. Cool, brilliant. So. That is, I think it. I think it's it's uh, goodypodcast at gmail dot com. We'll just check that, and I'll put that out on my fa- on my Facebook page. So just keep an eye on that. Um, but like I said, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram. Just ping a message over. I'll get back to you, and then, or not get back to you. Give you, give you a thumbs up, and then I'll put it on a recording. Uh, my recordings. I'm very new at this. Technology hates me, um, so not Hollywood standard. I'm getting better, so bear with me, and uh, I'm trying to get people chat- chatting naturally. So I've got a bit of an idea where I want to go with it, and I've got had a few teething problems. With the teething problems, I've done a couple over Skype, and my internet here is poor. It's actually appalling, to be honest. Um, I think there's one hamster doing the whole village, and I think most of the time his, his poor little legs are run off him. So it's very patchy, or can be patchy. 
So I apologise, but please bear with it. Um, I've, I've changed my tack with, with, with the recording, um, so I'm, I'm looking at a different way, and actually things are better. So, yeah, have a look, subscribe, uh, not subscribe, but uh, like, uh, have a listen, um, I'm, and I'll let you know. Obviously, you'll know if you better listen to this. I'll put it on my Facebook thing where you can find my uh, my podcast. So, cool, yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, let's see where it goes. Mm-hmm.